Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Three, two, one. You're listening to Field Day with Katie Black. Is that is that is that good? What's up, everybody? Welcome to Field Day. I'm honored today. I have with me. Eric Metcalf, and I was a baller. You are still a baller. <laughs> At least in my mind. <laughs> you are. You are. Well, very much. Yes. Well, first off, I want to thank you so much for joining me, of course. And so how this works is I like to kind of start off funky, and I understand that you're an Aquarius. And I was wondering, do you play into that or not at all? I don't. I mean, you know, I don't really think about the sign thing until other people bring it up. You know, when people bring it up, I I throw it out. I'm a water sign and and usually we can just roll over anything. Because <laughs> nothing can really hold water back. It takes a lot to hold water back. That's kind of a cool way to look at it. And so, and so that's what I—that's about the most I get into it because it's not really my thing, unless it works for me. That's true. That's everybody, right? (laughs) Right, right. Okay, so I understand. I always ask people where they were born and raised. Where were you born and raised? So I was born and raised in Seattle, Washington. I um, all my family, both sides of my family, were here. I actually finished high school in Virginia. I started I started high school as a freshman in Seattle, but then I finished in Virginia. So I finished my last few years of high school there, uh, sophomore through senior year, and uh, then went to Texas, of course. But Seattle is where I've always called home, regardless of where you know. Most times, people say if you finished, you went to high school in this place, that's where you're from. No, no, I grew up in Seattle. Didn't leave Seattle till. Uh, going into my sophomore year of high school, so I am from Seattle, and I've always lived here. Like during uh, my pro career, I come here in the off season and and back home now. Very interesting. Well, before I get into your career, was curious since you are from the Seattle, Washington area. I'm a big pop culture nut. Evan was wondering, were you into like the grunge era and the Kurt Cobain connection? <laughs> no, I've never been a, a grunge guy. I mean, I like I like the music. I, I love Kurt Cobain. I, I was, you know, and all those guys, all the, the bands that come from here. I I respect them and appreciate their music, but it, it just it just wasn't my thing, you know. So I mean, I actually this because you brought that up, you'll probably like this. I was like a friend friends with Chris Cornell. And, and and so and so yes we and so so yeah we used to go hang out with my friend uh, our friend owned a um, a car dealership and so we used to just go down there and, and hang okay. out all all day he had drums there and we just hang out and just sit around and talk and go eat and hang out and and so yeah it was it was a sad day for me when when he actually passed away right oh my goodness well what a cool connection I love that. Yeah, and I, I tell people like, because uh, I have CDs and everything that he signed for me and everything. And so, like when he when he passed, the first thing I did was went looking through my house to find those CDs because I had to put them away somewhere where I knew this is something that I could take care of them. So yeah, that was I had to do that. Yeah, I love that story. Very cool. Well, I'm glad I asked. Awesome. 
I mean, and then when you think about it, when you when, when you think of a, a guy who's not even into rock or grunge, but I'm a rap R&B kind of guy, you you would have never thought that I would have told you that I was friends with Chris Cornell, right? That's what's up, dude. Well, that's why you got you never know, right? You never know what how someone well, I'm real quick, I'm located here in Charlotte and I always say the Charlotte spider web, kind of like the Kevin Bacon thing of like six degrees of separation. Right. And I feel like maybe that's just throughout everywhere. I, I believe it. I believe it. I mean, you know someone who knows someone and they can get you they can get you close to them. And so uh you know, I've I've been blessed and, and fortunate that through my my dad playing in the NFL, meeting folks, and and then uh, having my career and able to to meet a lot of good people and and hang out with, with with great folks. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate you sharing that story. Well, getting into your career, I always ask you know athletes that I speak with, you know, and you very athletic. Was wondering, did you like when did you know that you were an athlete and like good at it? When I really knew, probably when I was like seven. Mm-hmm. That, that's 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 when I I really really knew. I mean, when I when I was a kid, uh, you know, you, you start playing football usually here right in, in the state of Washington. It was eighty nine or so, eight eight years old, and I remember my mother telling me she took me down to sign up for football, and she was like, "Okay, remember, you're eight years old," but I was only seven. She's like, you remember, you have to tell them you're eight years old. And so so you have to just keep, you have to remember that because they're not going to let you play. And so I went down there and I'm eight years old and started playing and, you know, and I was doing very well. In fact, I actually scored like 10 touchdowns in one game. They called three of them back because I was, I was faster than. Yeah. Most kids, even though I was younger, I was faster, and so I, I, I knew at that age that I, I could I could really be something special in, in athletics because even when I ran track, I, they always put me uh, with the age group ahead, and so I was always running against people uh, who were older than me. I was playing football against people who were older than me as well. Wow. Well, just because I'm fascinated. Since you are so fast, do you ever get? Have you ever heard of the runner's high? I keep hearing that. Or, you know, but I, I, I so I, I'm, I'm big into track and field, and I competed in track and I coached track in, in collegiate level and and some actual uh, professional athletes as well. So I know about all that. But that's a myth. It, it, no, it's not. But it's not my thing, so I don't really play into it. You know, I, when I when I was uh, competing in track, I just was like something I can do. It's a hobby because I knew what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Right, I, as a as a going into my senior year in college, I was quote unquote a, a Heisman candidate. But the Olympic trials were at the at the same uh, summer going into that, and so I was telling people, even if I made the team, I'm not going. I'm playing football. I mean, football is my thing. I mean, I love check. I love the individuality of the sport. I, I love how one-on-one coaching and you can see how people can get better regardless of whether they win or not. You can always tell if someone's getting better based on distances, heights, times. And so you you know what you're doing. You're putting in the work as a coach and as an athlete. Whereas football, I could be the greatest running back coach in the world, but we can't block for the guy. So we we never know. 
or the better, or the or the greatest receiver coach, whatever position. We never know if the whole team isn't cohesive, and so that's what I love about track. And and so there is the the, the runners high, but it's just not my thing. Fair, <laughs> fair. Um, well, okay. So switching to Texas, once you move to Texas, you know. I mean, what what's the vibe? I mean, do you connect to the Texas, you know, football way of life that that is like top tier of everything since you grew up in Seattle? It's a good question because a, a lot of people don't get to hear my my first answer and experience is, is getting going to Texas. And you know, when you when you're young and you're trying to get a scholarship, you you hear of Florida, you hear of Texas, you hear of California, you hear of all these states that have great football and everything. And so I remember, and, and you got to remember when I go to uh, the University of Texas, I'm only 17 years old. Mm-hmm. I don't turn 18 until after my freshman football season. So I, when we come back in January in the second semester, that's when I turn 18. So I'm very young going in there. And so I remember we, we go to Texas and we have our conditioning test, which is running back and forth up the field for 12 minutes to see how many times we can get the down the field. My grade was average. Uh, one of my, my college roommates, his grade was average. Uh, other running back who was a freshman, his grade were average. We were the only three freshmen who played that season, even though we, had, we were the only three who played and actually started. And, but, but I, but, once we got on the football field and you know, practicing in camp and everything, I was just just kind of surveying the land, looking at all the players. And I went to my college roommate and I was like, let me say something to you. Mm. I said, either Texas football isn't what it's all cracked up to be, or I'm real good. And he just looked at me and he was like, why can't it be both? And I said, you got a point there. So I was like, I must be pretty good. And so I, I you know, so then I was like, this is this, this is fun. I knew I could play at that at that level, play in the Southwest Conference, but when you when you you don't really know until you're actually out there. Right. And 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 my goal because of my dad was always to be in the NFL. And so and I, and I had a, a really good freshman year, but I didn't really think or know that I was going into the NFL until Mike Lombardi, who was at, at, then at the 49ers, came to me in the spring at our pro day. And I didn't do pro day because I was in track and field. But he said to me, you keep what's, doing what you're doing. I'm going to draft you in the first round. And I was like, yeah, okay. Whatever. I'm not really worried about that. I don't think he's going to draft me. And I'm I'm happy they said the first round. Turns out he's with the Browns and drafted me in the first round. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Well, and even too, I was like trying to track everything. First of all, what is it like before even before we dissect NFL? Because like I said, man, I could talk to you all day. But what is it like to win all these? Is it I saw that you all Southwest Conference selection three times. Yeah, I mean, it was cool. What's all that like? You know, do you get... You know, it's 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 being recognized as an individual that you're a good player. And I and I love the fact that I had the opportunity. But, you know, when I when I think about, like, my, my time at Texas, the one thing I regret is that my team never won the conference. 
never conference title. I never, I, I'm probably one of the only uh, four year regimes that could say they never beat Oklahoma or Texas A&M, which are both our big rivals. And so, so that's the one. That's the one thing. I mean, I had, like you said, to get the accolades to be Southwest Conference Player of the Year and and three time All Southwest Conference was, was great. And and I knew that during the, during my time that things were headed in the right direction as long as I didn't get hurt. And so um, that that was cool. But like I said, I wish I would have won some games and and and, and conference and all that. Because I mean, I we won. I think twenty four games. My four years. I understand. I understand. Well, okay. So, boom, you're in the NFL. You go to the Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. And are you still kind of having the same observation of, you know, you know, kind of like the Texas thing? Like, is the NFL is cracked up to, you know, all that, vi- all those vibes? You know, I think. It was a little easier for me because my dad did it, mm-hmm. and so I was get to, I was able to, to to talk to him about it. I mean, even though we didn't really talk that much, even as a kid, when my dad went to uh, Canada to play football in 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 camp, I had a locker and I had a whole uniform, so I would go to go to the practice. I would do drills and everything with those guys, and and, and watch film with those guys and everything. Like I was a part of the team. And I was like be doing individual drills with the receivers and everything while they were actually in practice. And so, so, so when I got to the pros, it was like, you know, like I have a Reggie Langhorn, Kevin Mack. They say when I first got there, they didn't like me because they thought I, that they thought that I thought I was too cool. And I used to tell them, but I'm, it's not that I'm too cool. I just expected to be here. This this is what I expected my whole life. I just knew this was going to happen. So, you know, it, it it worked out where I got drafted by the Cleveland Browns, and I, I remember going to minicamp right after the draft, and it was May, and it was snowing, and and I wasn't practicing because back then I didn't have a a contract or anything, so it couldn't. My agent was like, "Don't practice because if you get hurt, something you're not going to get paid." And so I didn't practice, but I'm standing out there in the snow in May, and I'm thinking. This isn't going to work. I've been in Texas for the last four years. I know I'm getting at least 70 degrees every Saturday. I'm playing on AstroTurf, which makes you a little faster. Now you're talking about me coming to Cleveland. It's snowing in May. I can't even imagine what it's going to look like in December. And on natural grass, if you want to call that grass (laughs) (laughs) at the time. but. But and then so I held out all all fall, came in at, for for one preseason game, played a couple plays in one preseason game, and then boom, the season started. And I was like, "This isn't this isn't so hard, <laughs> and this this is going to be a fun time." And then from that day forward, I I, I love being in Cleveland and being a Cleveland Brown. I love that. Well, real quick, do you feel like you like manifested this or is it just almost like a sixth sense of knowing that this would happen? You sound like one of my friends. He's always talking about manifestation. <laughs> I'm manifesting this. I'm like, you know, I don't know. You know, that's, 
That's like a hot word right now, you know? Right. No, you sound like my buddy, but I don't know. I, I, I think it was more so, obviously, God-given ability. My, my, my mother and father were able to collab and put me together. And so I, I, I think... <laughs> so I, I feel I felt, you know, as a young age that just things were going my way, like on the field, on the track, being faster than guys, being able to make people miss at a at a young age and 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 at each level, it never stopped. It never stopped happening that I was faster than most people and being able to make people miss in space and everything. And so I was like, I, I can't say I manifested, but the God-given ability was allowing me to thrive once I got on the field. Okay, two questions before we go back to NFL. Do you feel like, and this is another trippy kind of thing that maybe your friend says this too, I don't know. Do you feel like you've been here before? As a cheetah. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? <laughs> Good answer. I love that. <laughs> and also, okay, since you are obviously God given, you know, basically the definition of an athlete, does anyone have any conversations about how you eat or nutrition, or is that just not a conversation? You know, I, I, I talk to a lot of people about it now, especially because I've been a coach. And, and and so talking to kids about how they eat and and everything. and then I think to myself in, in side conversations, I was a terrible eater when I was young, playing in, in college and in the pros. I ate ice cream every day, I uh, vegetables, and I didn't really care about how they ate or what. I just had I was just out there having fun. I think if I would have trained and and ate back then, like like kids do. Today, I, I'd probably still be playing, especially with these rules. I, I'd still be playing, right? Because <laughs> they don't get hit. <laughs> and I'd be in better shape. That's because, you know, when I think about my career, one of the my biggest regrets is that I think I should have took uh, taken uh, weightlifting more serious. You know, I, I, because, it, of course, I, I didn't really get injured that, that, that many times or anything serious. But I think the longevity would allow me to, to be faster, longer, and, and and kept me playing. I understand. And I always ask guys too. So obviously you're one of you th- you believe the game has changed. Oh, I know the game has changed. And, it, and and I say that in in respect to everyone because when I think when I look at this game today and I say, oh, they don't play real football. That's not real football. I'm sure my dad. And those guys who played in the 70s say that about me playing in the 90s, right? That's not real football because we they're not able to close line in, in the 90s like my dad and those guys were doing. And so those hits were vicious. And I'm like, I don't know if I could have played in that game because guys would have just you've been running down the field and a play you're not even involved in and get hit. And so the, those those injuries add up. And so, you know, it's it's it all changes. It's, it's, and we we know that. And it's it's for safety of the players and it's and it's for entertainment as well but we, we just as an older guy you just you just want to see some some real hitting and 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 not be like the the, the pro bowl now <laughs> right that's 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 all we care about because we know that's what we've been through mm-hmm. well like i said 13 seasons 
in the NFL. And I, like I said, I'm, I'm here in Charlotte, born and raised. You were a Carolina Panther at one point. What was that experience like? I didn't really like it. That's fair. I, I, I have to say, I, and you know, and it's, it's because I, I think it was at the, towards my, I think, I think it's because it was at the end of my career when I was, you know, kind of deciding, do I still want to play? Is this not really going like I want to? I've been traded twice. Um, I, I was released because of uh, cap casualty. And, and so by then I'm like, this is not really fun anymore because I'm not getting the opportunity to be who I am on the football field. You know, I, I wasn't, so I wasn't being, I didn't get used like I wanted to be used in the prime of my career. And so when I'm starting to get older, I'm really not going to be used like I want to be used. So it became not fun. And so when I got to Carolina, which was, uh, I started Baltimore that season. And like I said, cap casualty, and then went to sign with Carolina. And so I knew when I went there, uh, when they said I couldn't wear number 21, I had to wear number 82 because I was going to be playing receiver. I'd say, oh, this is not going to work. This, mm-hmm. this is going to be a terrible time. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's unfortunate that you want to go out there and 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 love it. I, and I love playing football, but I think everything around me made me not like it as much that after that. And so I, 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 I understand. Yeah, it was, so it wasn't fun for me. It was a different vibe. It was a much different vibe. So I always ask, you know, obviously athletes, part of my show is tell me, explain to me what was it like when your your path, you know, your chapter of football or basketball or whatever it might be, quote unquote, like comes to an end. So it sounds like maybe even you were preparing for that or how did that transfold for you? Well, yeah, I, I, you know, what's funny is um, I actually played 12 years, but it was over 13 years. And so going back to the, to the whole Carolina thing and, and, and playing in, in 99, I didn't play in 2000. Got you. I was like, this, this isn't cool. I don't really, I'm not, I'm, I'm tired. Of, I've been traded twice. I've been played. Uh, uh, so I ended up playing for like five teams and moving around. I'm, that's, that's, to go return punts from time to time, that's not really fun. So I didn't play in 2000. And so um, then uh, 2001, I played for the Redskins for, what, 10 games. But I didn't, like I said, I didn't go to, what, week seven. Hmm. And, and and so I thought I was done. I, I even told them, I was like, I haven't been working out. <laughs> they were like, come on. Come on, you can play. Just come, just fly in for a workout. You can, we'll see what's going on. If we sign, we sign, we don't go. So I took one change of clothes. I was like, okay, I'm going there just because I'm flying right back. It's like, okay, we want to sign you. So I ended up playing that year. And then, and then I was like, I'm, I'm retired again after that. I'm done. I, I can't do this. The Packers called in 2002. Uh, going into week 16, I looked at their record and I was like, I think they were 13 and two. I was like, I could do this. 
<laughs> I could do this because I'm a punt returner and, and I'm going out there. It's not like I'm going to be standing around and they go to the Super Bowl and get a ring. That was just there. Mm-hmm. I knew I would be playing. And so I went and did that. They end up losing, the Packers end up losing the first game, they, their first playoff game they ever lost in Lambeau. I'm like, I'm done. But I had already, but going back to your question, I had already kind of started transitioning because even when I started, when I was playing towards the end of my career, I had already started like a track club and coaching track. And so I was, I was doing that uh, while, see, like during the summer, I would do that until I had to go to camp. And so, and so I was getting prepared because I, I knew that's what I wanted to do. I didn't really want to coach football, even though I did a few years in high school, but, but I, I had a passion for coaching track. And, and so I ended up doing that. And that's, so I was, it was pretty, pretty easy for me because I could just go into uh, continuing what I'd already started doing and coaching in high school and my club team got me to, to coaching in, in, in college at, at the University of Washington, which I did for a number of years. And so, and eventually into doing consulting with Nike track and field. So it, it, it was good for me because in my mind, I knew that football was coming to an end. And so you had to start preparing for it. Well, I don't know if the word, the right word is awesome, but I feel like some guys don't, it, they don't really accept it until it's really time. And so maybe that helped you having a, I don't know, a long transition process or. I think. I think guys accept it. I think they just don't know what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Because even with me, even with me, it's, it's, I knew that track and coaching track and being involved with it was something I can do. But there's never anything, at least for me, there hasn't been anything that I'm as passionate about as playing football. And so for a guy who's been doing this for 20 something years now you wake up and what do you do that's gonna spark you like going to practice and being in the locker room with the guys what what do you do and so that's what I think makes it hard for guys to figure out what they want to do because nothing excites them the way that uh, uh, being on a football team does that's fair and I've also had um, a couple guys tell me that like there's no routine like for so long your life has been like boom, this, boom, workout, boom, training, boom, traveling, boom, game. And so I know that then you're like, what? Like, how do I plan my day? Right. And so, but, and so and I'm still like that. It's like people, I walk nine miles every day with the, with, the, with the weight vest on. I, I, I want to stay alive as long as I can. I'm, so I'm trying to stay in state. I, I can't. I'm, I don't want to run because it hurts. And so... I see people all the time. They wave at me because I see the same people all the time. Because I go at seven o'clock every day. The same time, people like if I if I was stalking you, I know exactly where you're gonna be. I got friends tell me you pass by my office at nine o'clock every day. You got (laughs) if if I don't see you, I know you're out of town. So people, it's unfortunate people know my schedule like that because I'm so used to doing things at a certain time in a certain way, and that's because that's. All we've done is, as football players, we've been so regimented. Mm-hmm. Got to be in for meetings. Got to practice this time. Got curfew. You got to do this. So, I, mean, I understand when guys get away from that and they don't know what to do, and it's, and, and it's hard, and, it, and it's been hard. And so, it's it's unfortunate though 
But like I said, going back to having the, the passion to do something else, I can understand why some guys fall into addiction and everything like that because they're look that they're their life is changed. They're looking for something to keep them where they once were. And even too, not that it's obviously the same line of work, but um, my dad retired a few years back and it is, it is, I think regardless of your occupation, it is, it's hard. It's, you're not, you know, but anyways. Okay. So of course they said they got me on the time clock. Zoom (laughs) does. But I want to try to real quick plug your part of the Belief family as well and was wondering how did you guys come up with the title of the show? No. <laughs> you know what? I don't remember how. It just, it just happened that way. I think, I think during, during that time when we first started uh, the dog check, I think that was something that uh, – they were saying, I think, because Christian Kirksey was saying that a lot when he was a Brown at the time. And I think that's, I think, something that was going around the fan base at the time was the dog check. And so I think that's how we got there with that. Very cool. Well, I always want to try to end on, like, another funky note. But I love asking people. Yeah, I know. You're like, what? I love asking people if you've ever seen, like, a ghost or, like, a UFO, like, something unexplained you can share. And it's okay if you haven't, but. No, but I've been a ghost. <laughs> You've ghosted people? Ghosted people on the field. Maybe off the field also. <laughs> That's good. Maybe both on and off the field. 50-50. <laughs> <laughs> Least, well, it can't, can't really be 50-50 because at least on the field, they knew I was there. And so they tried to tackle me. Off the field, they don't know if I'm there or not. Yo, like, remember that that old commercial? Like, can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Right, right. right. Like, I'm, I'm about to go see and go, and, and my, my screen's about to freeze. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's a good one. That's a good answer. that's a good answer i like i love that okay any do you want to give a shout out to where anyone can find you on social media or anything i i I really would be happy to give a shout out regarding my social media and Twitter account, but it's been hacked. And Twitter now thinks that I'm trying to hack someone so they won't give me my Twitter back. No, and how long July. And so I keep, I, and, and in fact, I got a letter from them just yesterday. We're unable to do this. We're unable to help you. If you want to start a, a new account over, you can do that. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that because I am Eric Metcalf. 21. That's my Twitter handle at oh. Eric 21. That's who I am. So why do I have to go through this to get my account back that now is following no one, which I was following like 3,000 people. I've actually lost a couple followers also on there, I see, because I was uh, like 30,000 down to 28, I think. Oh but I want, I want that account. Do you think it's, would you want to write Elon or No Desire? If it's going to work. But I think I really wanted now is football starts tomorrow. Mm-hmm. 
right? I need it. Mm-hmm. I need it. Yeah, that's that's one of like one of my I don't know if it's my worst fear, but one of my fears is like having my social media like I don't know. I guess it just becomes such a part of our lives for so long as to have it hacked. You know, mine's been hacked more than once. Mm. I don't understand it. What 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 are you getting out of it? People are weird. People are weird. I don't know. Um, but well, but well, but did it? Did you get it taken away before it became X or whatever? I did. Weird. So you can't even blame it on that. No. Well, okay, since I still have like six minutes left, any any thoughts on this season or who you think's going to go all the way? Or is there going to be um, like a, a Cinderella team or any thoughts? You know, when I, when I look at the NFL, I don't really care about other teams <laughs> other than the Browns. I want the Browns to do well. And so, I mean, you know, there are players that I like and I want to see them do well, but as long as they're not doing it against the Browns, I, that's all I care. I want to see the Browns uh, be successful and give the fans something that they've been craving for for no years time. and years and years. I mean, it's, and so I, th- I think it's about time. We have a, I think they have a very good team. I, I, I predicted that they'll go eleven and seven this year, and 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 and, and do some good things because we're in a tough division. AFC North is is tough, so I, I feel good about us winning some games in, in that division and, and and possibly winning division and and and, and being in the playoffs. And that's when I when I think about because I'm really a college football fan. So when I think about NFL, I just I watch I watch it and I watch teams, but I watch it based on how it helps or hurts the Browns. Right, because I cause can this team keep them out of the playoffs if they keep winning? If, do we need this team to lose? Do aside from you have to win games yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, you have to win games yourself. But I always think about how they can be uh, in the playoffs and 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 how they're maneuvering around the, the the schedule. No, I understand. That's kind of my philosophy for my team, the Panthers. But I don't know. Yeah, you, you you're rebuilding, and I mean, you know, it, it, we've been rebuilding since '99, so <laughs> and so I, I I truly understand, and and, and it's going to take time. But you got a good quarterback in the in the draft this year. Hope we can put people around you. Hopefully, and get that line together to protect them. I know, I know. It, it looked brutal in the preseason for him. Too many hits, and you know, he he's been playing in Alabama. <laughs> he Let's, has never experienced that. <laughs> and fun fact, my sister went to Bama and we went to that one of the when they played uh the Jets and I mean it was just you know, that's what Molly my sister's Molly, she was like, Yeah, he had he has no concept of what's it like to lose. So this is interesting. Right. He, he's no he has no concept of what's it like to lose. He has no concept of what it's like to get sacked a lot. He, he, it's going to be different because he's been now he, he's got probably hit more in this preseason than he did his whole time at Alabama. I but, but I, I think he's he's a, he's a very good quarterback, and and I'll I think they, they get the pieces around him, get that line showed up. Things can uh, things can work out. I, I like his coach for him also, and so yeah. Well, you, like I said, we say I mean yeah, 
we just keep keep praying, I guess. Keep keep wish. <laughs> but the Browns fans have been doing. Just keep praying, keep wishing. Oh. You just want it to happen before you go. Yeah, you know, please, please, like <laughs> please. Um, all right, Eric, thank you so much for joining me. I hope you had a good time. I, I, I did, and 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 I'm probably gonna ghost you next time you call. So I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> 90% of jokes are the truth. <laughs> but they're always that good tent. um all right like i said thank you so much for joining me i appreciate you sharing your experiences and i like i said i will reach out a couple days before the show gets posted and also i always tell you know guys that interview if you know any other athletes that would want to come on and share always an open an open door policy okay i'll I'll share that i'll share that with some people take care of me all right. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Three, two, one. This is Field Day with Katie Black. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.